Well, if you haven't heard tonight's guest songs on the radio, you haven't been paying attention. Whether he's written them or recorded them himself, David Lee Murphy has had a ton of success on country radio since the 1990s, and he joins the Honky Tonk Time Machine right now. David, it's an honor to have you on the show. Thanks for doing this. It's good to be with you, man. Thanks for having me. You know, I was just talking with you before we came on the air here that uh, I grew up listening to your music in Perryville, Missouri is where I'm from. Of course, K103 covers Southeast Missouri, Southern Illinois. And all that time, I had no idea that you are actually from our neck of the woods. You're from Heron, Illinois, which is in our listening area. So it makes this interview just a little more special, I think. Yeah, man. It's it's. Uh, I've always considered Cape, uh, Cape Girardeau area southeast missouri like my stomping grounds as well i mean uh just growing up and you know like i watched channel 12 you know that was <laughs> one of our tv stations that we watched and uh bought one of my first guitars in cape Girardeau. so uh you know i just uh that little tri-state area there it was man that's a great place to grow up and uh i'm proud to be from that little part of the world so we know the where it all started for you in heron illinois I guess from there, give us the how. How'd you end up in Nashville, Tennessee, writing and recording songs for country radio? You know, I just always loved music. I loved playing music, and I, I like listening to, you know, music. And uh, it's just something that that I was always drawn to do. My mom and dad both, you know, they played church music. You know, but it's funny, there's so many uh, country singers, their families grew up playing uh, church music and gospel music and pretty much that's how they learned to sing and i i look back on it probably like singing harmonies and stuff like that i think everybody probably learned somehow or the other playing church music then just listening to records all the time you know and trying to figure out how to play different licks like you know sweet home alabama or mama tried or luke and bach texas whatever it was just trying to figure out how to play that song you know, it's crazy. We've been doing this show for over 20 weeks now, and almost every single artist I've talked to has mentioned, you know, singing in church is one of the ways they got started in music. It seems to be a common thread. Well, you grow up, you know, and and, and that's just part of your life. And and I think that's, you know, you just hear that music and, and that just that's that's the beginning of it. So uh, real fortunate to have had that. At what point did you decide, um, you know, I'm pretty good at this. I'm going to, you know, try my hand in, in Nashville, Tennessee. When did that happen? I was probably 2021, 19, 20, 21, when I started going in Nashville. Of course, you know, for us, that's just a, you know, that's a couple hours drive. That's right. not like you're driving from California to go to Nashville. So, I mean, I could be in Nashville in three and a half hours from Southern Illinois, even back when, you know, you're driving on winding two lane roads to get down there. But uh, I was I was young, you know, and uh, and uh, I loved going to Nashville. It, it was just uh, I couldn't wait to get down there, and uh, and it wasn't anything like it is now. But uh, it was a lot of fun. When you went, were you thinking, you know, I want to be a songwriter? Were you thinking I wanted to be a recording artist? Did you know at that time what you what you wanted to do? You know, I, I wanted to write songs, and and I wanted to. I wanted to play music, and um, <clears throat> I had little bands that played all over the area, you know, here and there whenever I was just old enough to get in bars. And back in those days, it was 18. So, uh, you know, it. ever since I was, you know, able to, to go and play, I just wanted to play all the time. And then, uh, 
you know, I just, I didn't really know. I, I had high hopes, you know, but you don't ever really want to just kind of lay it all out on the line and say, this is what I'm going to do. You just kind of hedge your bet a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, I got to do what I wanted to do, which was write songs and sing them at the same time. So, <laughs> so it worked out, but it's, man, it is a tough, it was a tough road to get, you know, they said there's a 10 year plan in Nashville that takes 10 years and, and that's kind of, and not always, but for most of us, it's true. Is that about what it took? Yeah, yeah. it really did. I mean, it takes a long time. I mean, I think uh, from the early 80s to the early 90s, it took me to, to really get a record deal. But I had I had some songs cut in that mean in a, in that time period as a songwriter, but to get a record deal as an artist it took me about ten years. And it, it seems like everybody I talk to that's the case. You know, they go, they start writing songs, they get those songs cut, and then you start getting more and more attention. What were some of those songs that were cut before you got your big break? Anything we'd know? I didn't really have anything big cut. I had some. I, Reba cut one of my songs. Doug Stone cut one of my songs. Uh, the Mains Brothers, which was Natalie Mains from the Dixie Chicks, her dad had a band down in Texas. Huh. They cut one of my songs. Um, I had Adobe Gray cut one of my songs, but it was nothing, nothing that was like a famous single or anything like that. It was just, it was just good for me that an artist somewhere recorded one of my songs. It just kind of gave me a little bit of confidence that uh, maybe I can do this. A little bit of confidence, a little bit of credibility. And then 1994, the first single for you, Just Once. It was a top top 40 single for you, and you had a song out on the radio. How did that feel? It was amazing. It was amazing. I remember I had an old Mercury Marquee. It was like one of those big land yachts, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I, I was living in Ashland City at the time, which is just north uh, of Nashville and um we had a big snowstorm, and I remember just once it just come out, and and it went with an eight the eight second soundtrack, uh, the the movie Eight Seconds. Yeah. The first time I heard myself on the radio, and they talk about people who say they pull they pull their car over to the side of the road, and I I literally just had to pull over for a second and listen to it, just because it, it was a culmination of all those years of struggling and you know all the things that I had to do to to stay in the game. And it was a great, it was a great experience just to hear that song for the first time. How long did you get to enjoy that before pressure started to set in to, you know, follow that up with another radio single? I don't really feel like there's pressure. Uh, it's just fun now for me creating songs. It's uh, every day I go write, you know, with either an artist or a producer or other songwriters. And we just try to, we just try to write something that somebody might want to cut and it's fun it's fun sometimes just trying to write a song say hey we're going to write a song for jason aldean today or we're going to try to write it and that that doesn't mean he's going to cut it but it's fun just saying we're going to try to write a song for kenny or we're going to try to write a song for luke or you know whoever might be getting ready to cut you record at that time so it's it's a lot of fun uh to be a songwriter and it's it's just uh, I'm fortunate that I get to do something that that I love and um, and I look forward to to going in to write every day. So just once, you know, it was a top forty hit, nice to have, I'm sure. But then the big hits started rolling after that. 1995 was a really good year for you. Party Crowd comes out. 
And that one I just read was the most played song of 1995, which is pretty good. And honestly, one of my favorite songs. It's got to rank pretty high in your list, too. Man, that that that's right there. I'll always, I'll always remember that as being like my first hit. That was my first hit. I mean, Just Once was was really was really amazing it was a kind of a breakthrough song but um we were trying to pick songs that the songs that were going to come on the album and um party crowd was just it just it was just one of those songs that had all the things that i loved about all those songs like you know luke and bach texas and good-hearted woman and uh all those fun party songs that you grew up listening to it was just it was a good time, Saturday night, wind is rolled down, let's just party. And uh it was just uh it was just a fun song and uh, I still I still love playing it. It was one of the first songs I thought of for this show because we're all about that good time Saturday night, kinda of creating like this virtual honky tonk atmosphere. So you think party crowd, you know, laughing over here, fighting over there. It it just it just fits what we do so well. So uh, that's why we definitely wanted to have you on the show to talk about that. But you follow it up with Dust on the Bottle, which is, um, I would think, your biggest hit, at least that you've recorded. Would you agree? Yes, it is. It is, by far. Um, that thing, uh, you know, it's still like streams almost a million times a month or whatever. Wow. You know, it's just, it's crazy that that song has been around for that many years and, um it just uh it it's just been a blessing to have that song. I feel real fortunate that that I was able to write that you know i you never know where they're gonna come from and um that's just one that is always gonna be you know it's one of my favorites to play live for sure and when I think of David Lee Murphy, I think about mainly those two songs, Party Crowd and Dust on the bottle when you write songs like those. Were you thinking that you were going to cut them, or were you thinking about letting other artists have those songs? No, I was going to cut those. Were those were going to be mine because I was writing for my project at the time. I was just writing for me when I wrote those, and I actually wrote "Dust on the Bottle" while I was making my record, my "Out with a Bang" record, which was my first album. So I that came in right on the tail end of the whole the whole thing, uh, which was really cool too because it was brand new whenever i recorded it well those two songs right there would have been enough for a lot of artists to just be like well you know i made it i'm done i'm happy with that i'll just go live on an island somewhere but you weren't done you kept recording through the mid to late 90s i would say probably right there at the tail end of the 90s though is when you decided to take a break from recording music and focus on writing songs for other artists is that about right yeah, I just um I had just started writing songs. Uh, my kids, I had three kids and like two of them that I had kind of pretty much missed their entire first couple of years of growing up because I was on the road all the time. They just saw their dad leaving shaggy-haired and cowboy boots with a <laughs> guitar getting on a bus going somewhere. And um <clears throat> so I missed I missed a lot of their childhood and uh, I regret that. So uh, on my my third kid, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to stick around here and, and be with my kids for a while. So I did that until probably they got old enough to where I just said, you know what, okay. And I, so I started writing songs just like, well, I was writing anyway, but I just started 
riding sands, and I started getting a few cuts here and there, and then uh, I just started getting more cuts, and uh, so it was just uh, that's just kind of how it worked out. 